0: everybody, it's James Lindsay. Welcome to another episode of New Discourses Bullets where I give you a kind of bullet point summary of one topic from woke Marxism that you really need to understand. Today I'm going to kind of pull back a big curtain. I want to explain to you I think that um, the woke movement, woke Marxism, critical Marxism before it, cultural Marxism before that, Marxism before that, even Hegelian thought before that, actually, and I know that's a lot to unload at the beginning, but just roll with me. It's the entire intellectual precursor set leading up to woke Marxism that we're dealing with today. I think that it is all actually esoteric religion, the esoteric religions of the Middle Ages, and even before that into the first century and before that into antiquity, rearing their head in the modern and now postmodern era. And so these religions have names. They play a lot of mixing and matching, and I don't want to make this complicated. Gnosticism is one, and Hermeticism is another. Both rely on this concept of gnosis, which is a kind of specialized secret knowledge. Gnosis is the common Greek word for knowledge, but it doesn't mean common everyday knowledge. The definition of gnosis, which is at the basis of Gnostic, Or, Gnosticism is esoteric knowledge of spiritual truth held by the ancient Gnostics to be essential to salvation. That's at least according to Merriam Webster. And if we read from the American Heritage Dictionary, it says it's intuitive apprehension of spiritual truths, an esoteric form of knowledge sought by the Gnostics. It's knowledge of the highest kind, specifically mystical knowledge, and the deeper wisdom knowledge of spiritual truth, such as was claimed by the Gnostics. So in this episode, I want to talk about Gnosticism. I'm not going to talk about Gnosis further. I'm not going to talk about Hermeticism. I just want to give you a rough picture of what these Gnostic people believed with their secret higher spiritual truth that's intuitively apprehended, and I want to show you how it applies to some things in the modern and postmodern era, specifically Marxism and some of the things that we deal with in social theory today, which I don't think are social theory or philosophy at all. I think they are esoteric religion repackaged to hide in that regard. What do we mean by esoteric? We mean mystical. That's what we mean. Whether it's Gnosis, whether it's Gnosticism, whether it's Hermeticism, we mean people who think that they are mystics or sorcerers or wizards who can transform the world according to the secret knowledge that they have, or at least transform themselves themselves. So Gnosticism is one of these. It informs Marxism and thus woke Marxism extremely clearly to the point where Marxism kind of goes from being in black and white to color when you understand that it's actually Gnostic cult religion, uh, esoteric cult religion of the Gnostic flavor. It has hermeticism in it, too. It's another topic for another day. But what is Gnosticism? Gnosticism. So the ancient Gnostics, I'm not talking about the Christian Gnostic cults, although these started in particularly the first century and second century. Some of the more famous ones were the Manichean cult, the Sethian cult, and maybe most famously the Valentinian cult, which was put down by Irenaeus uh, in the second century. These were considered to be heresies by the church later, Um, but I'm not talking about specifically Christian Gnosticism, which is another topic altogether. I'm talking about this older idea of Gnostic religion and what it essentially believes is that the world was created as a prison being itself, that which is, is a gigantic prison to trap people and hold them in a fallen mundane, worldly form when, in fact, we are actually secretly spiritual beings. We, in fact, are not separate from the whole, the all, the supreme. In fact, we are not truly separate from God, but we've been led to believe that we are because we've been incarcerated in the prison of being, which it is our job to escape. It's a very pessimistic view. The way you escape this is by obtaining the esoteric knowledge, the gnosis, that this is the state of affairs, and to begin to practice uh, escape rituals, to try to break out of the spiritual prison that we're in. Kind of more specifically, if you cleave it on to, say, the book of Genesis, the belief is that the creator God is not God. There is a true higher God, true high being behind that that's higher than all and perfectly good but through a cosmic accident in their um, mythology, which we don't have to get into, but the long and short is that God exists in a realm of perfect plenitude called the Pleroma, and in the Pleroma, that which is thought becomes and becomes real, therefore, So God has his first thought, it splits into Logos and wisdom, logic and wisdom, Logos and Sophia. Sophia has the desire to create, but is not a creator, but she thinks about wanting to create something, so she ends up creating it because she's in the pleroma where once it's thought, it becomes, and so she creates man uh, and the world, and man incarcerates himself in the world, but in the process, in the, the process of creation, when she goes to create, what she spins off first is this thing called the demiurge, which comes from the Greek word demiurgos. Demiurgos means artisan, which is a type of builder uh, who builds the world. And it turns out that this character, because it was wrought in sin, in deviation from God, uh, is in fact evil. And so it creates an evil world as a prison. So when you read lines in Genesis, you know, we will be as gods, What the idea is, is that human beings actually are as gods. In fact, we're no different whatsoever, and we are just being kept that way by the evil demon that has put us in the Garden of Eden. It's kind of like a petting zoo for man. And then when we disobey that being and try to raise ourselves up to the level of gods by eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it flips out and throws us out into the world completely, ejects us from the garden, and imprisons us in the world of suffering and toil and work. And now you can start to feel where Marxism is going to come in. So this is ancient Gnosticism. The long and short is that it believes that everything in existence is a prison that is bad. It's very pessimistic, but that if you have secret esoteric hidden knowledge of the real truth, then you can break free of that. So how do we make sense of modern Gnosticism and postmodern Gnosticism? Well, pardon me. Well, Marxism, for example, is a form of modern Gnosticism. Marx believes that social relations that are based off of, say, private property, which is a socially constructed artifice of ownership and individuality, that social relations Imprisoned man. It's kind of the idea from Rousseau that, that that man is born free, but everywhere he is in chains. Uh, the social relations around property ownership imprison man. So you have people who are in the ownership class. We he calls them the bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie are actually the people who have the power to construct society. They're in a superstructural position. They construct society, and they imprison and oppress everybody else, the proletariat in particular, and make them live according to bourgeois society rules for the bourgeois benefit. So mankind, the proletariat, the true people, are imprisoned in the world created by the bourgeoisie. And so the purpose of Marxism is to learn to recognize this, in other words, to obtain the special gnosis, which he called socialism, or scientific socialism, or Wissenschaftlicher socialismus, which means the under, he he actually talks about it in the economic and philosophic manuscripts, like a rebirth into true knowledge. We get to know who we really are, a social being, a species being, a true human being, and we're going to rehumanize man, rehumanize society, and humanize the world around us through our labor. That's the secret knowledge. Socialism becomes the Gnosis. And when you possess that, Marx says your senses work different. Your understanding of the world is different. Everything is different. You act differently because you've become a cult member. You've joined the Gnostic cult of Marxism. And so the goal of those awakened conscious people, consciousness being what you obtain when you have Gnosis, when you have the secret knowledge, is to seize the means of production of what? Of society, which he thought was in material conditions and economic factors. So we seize the means of production in the factories. Those people get to make and to limit society. And thus we break free of the bourgeois demiurge that is imprisoning everybody in society by throwing off not just That, as a deity figure, is an evil demon deity figure, but also the god that it creates as a story. And that's why Marx says religion is the opiate of the masses, and all true criticism begins with the criticism of religion. And he's so famously atheist, and says that atheism is a mere starting point, but socialism is where it really is. So now you understand modern Gnosticism. It's Marxism. It's that there's an elite class that has constructed society in a way that benefits itself, and that construction of society imprisons everybody else. Those people who are imprisoned need to be given the secret gnosis called socialism that they are imprisoned and throw off their captors and liberate the world and build the kingdom of God here on earth, which is the liberated utopia or the communist society that is stateless, classless, and perfect. That's modern era Gnosticism. What about postmodern? well let's look at the trans phenomenon we could easily do critical race theory which maps exactly off of this white people constructed the white race and the other races in order to da, 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 da. exactly race marxism the argument is you can go read race marxism same as marx what about the trans phenomenon well you're born in a particular body it has genitals a doctor looked at those genitals and assigned you a sex at birth and trapped you in a prison of being in your body. Society at large had social constructions about what it means to be a boy or means to be a girl, which the doctor not observed, but assigned at birth based on your fallen mundane form, not even just your fallen mundane form, but your nasty, dirty genitals. The doctor looked at your genitals and committed you to a prison of being where he said you're a boy or you're a girl, and then society and your parents and everybody all along tells you, this is what it means to be a boy. This is what it means to be a girl. Uh-huh, but you could have gnosis. You could have secret knowledge. You, your gender could be different. Your gender might not match your genitals. And so you can actually break free of this social conditioning. Uh Uh-huh. You can break free of your body. In fact, you could transform your body as an outward manifestation of your escape from the prison of gnosis. This comes from queer theory's understanding, which is a postmodern theory. This actually derives from the postmodernist Michel Foucault through the feminists, people like Gail Rubin, uh, Judith Butler, Eve Sedgwick, and so on going forward to the present day. We could add other names. So you see that the trans phenomenon can be understood as Gnosticism, which is why I call queer theory, queer Gnosticism. I don't want to, I can call it queer Marxism because it does a a Marxist theory of being normal. We've done that here on this podcast. We've done that in other podcasts. We've done that in writing, done that on stage. It's queer Gnosticism that you actually, who you truly are, can be glimpsed in the mind of the creator for yourself, special esoteric knowledge about your gender that transcends the mundane fallen form of your body, which is a prison that you must escape at all costs, including cutting off your breasts, cutting off your genitals, sterilizing yourself with puberty blockers, and on it goes it's pretty gross and pretty sick when you hear it that way, but then you realize that it makes way more sense than anything else you've ever heard about it. One more example of a postmodern Gnosticism, since we dipped into queer theory, what about feminism? I'm not going to go into all of feminism. We could talk about the same thing with the gender roles because that's where the queer Gnosticism came from, is that gender roles are socially constructed and imprison people in a life of servitude, whether it's hegemonic masculinity or hegemonic femininity with the patriarchy, yada yada. That's feminism, right? But what about the abortion issue? You can understand the way that leftists, which is not to say left-leaning liberals, but leftists argue about abortion when you realize that they're in a Gnostic cult. They were born, you see, as a woman. They didn't ask to be born as a woman. They didn't choose to be born as a woman. They were incarcerated in a female body that, because it happens to be biologically female, can get pregnant. Doesn't matter that they had to choose to do the thing most of the time in order to become pregnant. They don't necessarily want to get pregnant, and they have a vision for what their life is supposed to be. They have the secret knowledge of whether it's their career, whether it's their whole future ahead of them, whether it's the life they want. And they're in a prison created by the fertility of their womb. And should a pregnancy come along, they all know, recognize, and and, and accept that this would transform the nature of their future life completely. That's what it means to become pregnant and have a child, is to transform your life completely. But they didn't ask for that. And in the case of to-be-aborted pregnancies, they don't want that. And so they are shackled to the fact of their biology, which they never chose. Their body never asked, their their soul, I should say, never asked to be put into a female body. It never asked to be able to become pregnant when it's not desired. And it never asked to be shackled to 20 plus years of raising a child. And then everything that goes with it and all of the changes to your body, to your life, etc. they want to be able to be free to live the life that they want or that they think that they want or that they envision for themselves because what they're arguing from is a Gnostic position. They think that they know what their life is supposed to be and the pregnancy is a deviation from it. And the pregnancy is the result of being shackled to a female body and thus a womb that can be fertile and thus produce a baby and thus divert them from the life that they want which would be what of course a liberated life an emancipated life isn't that the language we always hear liberation movement the emancipation movement sexual liberation women's liberation racial liberation black liberation third world liberation why well now you know because All of Marxism and all of these identity politics movements that have that Marxist flavor, even if they're not purely Marxist and even if they're not economic Marxist, post-colonialism, feminism, uh, queer theory, critical race theory, fat studies, uh, disability studies, didn't ask to be put in a disabled body and it's a prison and society disables you. Don't you see how it works? All of these things are modern and postmodern reinventions of esoteric religion. And in particular, in this case, I'm only talking about Gnosticism. And <clears throat> that's the idea, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the idea that you are trapped in a body, that you are trapped in a, be- a sense of being that you didn't ask for, and it's an imp- it's, it's imprisonment, and that there's some power that be, whether that be a demiurge as a creator, whether it's a bourgeois class as a demiurgic force that c- constructs society and excludes you from the construction of society, whether it's a demiurgic force that constructs gender and traps you in roles and expectations and norms for your body that you happen to have been born in, it's all the same thing. It's this idea of being incarcerated in a body or a life or a world that you didn't ask to be born into, being flung into that world, the very flungness of being that Heidegger complained about, that gave orphan of being. Um, and the knowledge that it's possible to have otherwise. It's possible to escape. So I said I wouldn't, but I'll close, I know it's longer than I wanted, I'll close with a short quote from Theodotus, a second century Christian Gnostic on what Gnosis actually is. He explained he was a Christian Gnostic, a Christian mystic doing heretical crazy stuff. And in the second century, he explained. And this will, I think, wrap up in a bow what we've just said. Gnosis, Theodotus tells us, is the knowledge of who we were and what we have become, where we were and into what we have been thrown, whither we hasten and from what we are redeemed. What is birth and what is rebirth? Like transforming your body, rebirth. Committing to never having children, rebirth. Overthrowing the bourgeois class and seizing the means of production, rebirth. Gnosis is the knowledge of who we were and what we have become, where we were and into what we've been thrown, a world we didn't choose, thrown out of our garden where we were. And so now you understand Marxism. You understand uh all of these postmodern marxist things feminism queer theory critical race theory disability studies yada 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 that I covered in cynical theories and since they are modern and postmodern reinventions of the gnostic esoteric faith that's not the whole story they are also they have cobbled in thanks to hegel and marx they've cobbled in a lot of hermetic thought what i will tell you just a empty to just to just to cover that and empty out the 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 chamber on this last piece and it's called bullets right um is that uh gnosticism is the motivation behind these movements and hermeticism which is the dialectic is the process that's why we keep talking about the dialectic the dialectic comes from hermeticism gnosticism this feeling of being trapped and imprisoned in a life in a body in a world in a being that you didn't ask for that is evil and harmful and oppressive, but they can be escaped with the special secret higher esoteric knowledge. That's what these movements are. Once you understand this, you can't understand them any other way. And once you understand this, it makes them so easy to understand and no longer confusing at all.